Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. So in this Christmas season, there is a lot of talk about Christmas lists. People are talking about what they want, what they still have to shop for, and just in the in the hectic season right now of just shopping and trying to get everything ready. And so in the middle of all this crazy, I want to take a break from it and look at a verse that talks about delight. It may be a verse that you've heard. I've heard it used all my life. Um, I was a teenager before I really realized what it meant. So we're going to take a few minutes today and break it down and see if we can't figure out what it really means. So Psalm 37 verse 4 It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, if you're like me and you've heard this verse before, for me, it was always used in the context of you want a new house? Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. You want a husband. You want a new job. You want a dog. Whatever your little heart desires, delight in the Lord, and he'll give it to you. That was always the context that it was said to me in. If there was something that I wanted, something I desired, this was spoken to me as if it was a promise and a blank check straight from the throne room of God. Honestly, it was a lot more about demanding things than it was delighting. And for a long time, I thought that was how it worked. You know, if I showed up on church on Sunday, then he would give me what I wanted. The material things that my heart wanted, I could demand, and God would just magically supply to me, almost like getting your Christmas list filled if you have a mother-in-law like mine. She's the best. So you just, you know, put out your little desires, and then voila, there they have it. That's not what that verse is, guys. That's not... That verse is not a blank check from the throne room, okay? That's, (laughs) we have completely missed the point of delighting in the Lord if the whole point of delighting is to get more stuff. That's more demanding than delighting. That's not what it's talking about. So if we look at the word delight, it means to take pleasure in. So if we're going to delight in the Lord, that means to take pleasure in Him, to enjoy Him. How do we enjoy the Lord? Spend time with Him. Spend time in His presence. Focus our attention on the benefits that He gives us, on who He is. If you take a minute to just get lost in who He is, just get by yourself in your room, in your closet, in your car. I don't care. Just get by yourself and start thinking about who He is. That He is Alpha, Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the author and finisher of our faith. He is Savior and Redeemer. He is Counselor. He is Helper. He is Advocate, Mediator. When you start listening to who He is, isn't that delightful? Taking pleasure in this God that we serve, who is the master and the creator of the universe, and yet he thinks about me, and he thinks about you, and we were so important to him as creation that he gave up his only son to die and to take our punishment so that he could have relationship with us. Isn't that worth delighting in? Isn't it easy to take pleasure in the Lord our God when we start focusing on who He is? 
And then if that's not overwhelming enough for you, start thinking about what he's already done for us. I've already mentioned that he is Savior, that he took our place on, on the cross and that he died for us and that he gives us freedom in Christ. He gives us peace that passes all understanding and the joy of the Lord is our strength and all of these amazing spiritual blessings that he has blessed us with. In Ephesians, it says the in the riches of his glory that he's blessed us and, and, and raised us up to sit together in heavenly places with Christ. Get lost in that for a minute. Isn't it easy to delight in that, to take pleasure in who he is? That's what that verse is talking about, to delight in the Lord, to take pleasure, to enjoy him. So if that's what the first part of it means, and let's look at the last part, he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, instead of that blank check for those material things that we want, or instead of using this verse as our catch-all for the prosperity doctrine. Let's look at it this way. When he is our delight, when the Lord himself is the delight of our life, and when we are taking pleasure in him, he becomes our desire. The more that we love him, the more that we get to know him, the more that we enjoy him, the more we want him the more he becomes the satisfaction of our lives the more that when we're when we're dissatisfied when we're discontent the more we realize that he is what we need that the things of this world the temporary things of this life the material things the stuff that we get caught up on and we make demands of god that's not going to satisfy the need of our heart. That's not going to satisfy the desire because when we delight in him, he is our desire and our temporary demands fade. So that verse, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You might not get that big house that you want, but you will get him. You might not get that dream car, but you will get him. We know that from his word. In Jeremiah chapter 29, it says in verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. This is a promise that when we are delighting in him and that when we are desiring him and we go after him and we pursue him in Psalms, there's a verse that says, as the deer pants after the water brook, so my soul longs after you. We have a promise over and over and over again in the word of God that when we desire him, he is found of us. He will not withhold himself from those who are seeking him. So. This verse, I may have just ruined it for you because you may have been using this verse as as your your justification for praying for all of these temporary things. And I'm not saying to stop praying for temporary things. I'm saying we cannot afford to let our focus go to the temporary when we have access to the eternal son of God to know him in the fullness of his glory, to know him like he knows us to be in that relationship with him, then what do these temporary things really matter? Do they really hold a candle to what we have access to when we delight in him and when we pursue him? Lamentations 3.25 says, The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. This delighting in the Lord and being able to get 
receive the desires of our heart. This is not about the temporary, but this is about getting him. And so, my friend, wherever you are in your relationship with God and in your walk with God, delight in the Lord so that you may find him so that he can become the fulfillment of your life, so that he can become the focus of your life, so that he can become who you worship above everything else because he is the one that you delight in. You take pleasure in him. You have access to the God Almighty who created you, who gives you the breath that you you are breathing right now in this moment. And he says he will give you the desire of your heart if you delight in him. He will give you himself. He will allow you to know the fullness of Christ, to be lost in who he is, to understand him, to know him. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Skip down to verse 10. It says, The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Again, the promise is there that when we seek the Lord, we will find him. And we will be filled with his goodness. This verse doesn't, again, it doesn't mean that we're going to have everything handed to us our whole life. Or that our bank account is going to reflect what we wish it would. But when we seek the Lord and when our heart is after him, he gives us himself. I know I have said that over and over and over again, but I want you to get that. We can have Jesus We can have the fullness of his glory inside of us. We can know him. That's the promise. And isn't that so much greater than any temporary blessing, any material thing that we could find that we would put our heart's desire on? If we desire him and go after him, I want to encourage you today and challenge you to check your delight. What are you taking pleasure in? Are you focusing on what this, on the stuff that you can get or the things that you want in this life to make your life better or to make your life easier? Or is your heart's desire the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know The love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Did you catch that? That you may know the love of Christ and be filled up to all the fullness of God. Verse 20, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Delight in the Lord and let him become the desire of your heart.